Greetings, traveler. It's good to see you are doing well as always. It's a good thing that you're back here. There's a virus that's been going around here and claiming the immune system of many of our fellow travelers and villagers around here. Let's discuss it further and see if we can remedy any of this, or at least get some knowledge on how we can prevent from catching this plague. But besides all of that, everything seems to be going normal here at the Nerd again. Let's dive into the topics, eh? No lollygagging. <laughs> Welcome back in travel. There's always hope for you here. Is this, this is take three now? We're going for this, right, Miguel? Everything's running? We're live? This is episode 13.3, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, okay, so... <clears throat> we have messed up, I don't know how many times. Some Lucky number 13, right? Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah, we're having terrible luck with this one. So, um, first time we didn't sound so good. Second time the data corrupted and here we are. Third time. This is it. This is going to happen. All right. We're going to try to re, 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 reintroduce a new voice in here in the studio. We've got who, who are you? I am Chris Brands. How's it going, man? It's going well. Thank you. So <laughs> tell us about yourself. People want to know who you are. Who are you? Why are you in here? Well, well, tell us for like the third time. I was going to say, this is, yeah, I've already gone through this whole thing a few times, so I have a chance to polish it up. So yeah, I work uh, at GNC right now, and I'm also working over at the rec as a personal trainer, and I met all these guys at Chico State through my friend Thomas, who unfortunately is not here today, because he couldn't make this time, you know, the third time. <laughs> He's a special surprise for another episode. Um, but I'm a history major who ended up really falling in love with working out and being passionate about fitness. And I'm hoping to go that way towards the end of my, uh, you know, end of my college career. And I'd love to actually work in a gym in more of a management setting. You're kind of a weird combination because you're a history major. Yep. Okay. It's what got you into the gym <laughs> from a history major because history majors don't lift. Because he, <laughs> he wants some gains, Noel. <laughs> he wants to be that historian on some kind of British show talking about World War One, but he looks jacked as he does so. Yeah, no one's going to question me if I say something's hard, you know, about history. Plus, books are heavy, so so you got to be able to carry them. So, you know, that I, too. I yeah. like that. So, guys, yesterday, uh, <laughs> last night, I actually rode in a Tesla for the second time in my life. So Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, first like off, I, more I feel me. super poor when I got back in, you know, the regular car. <laughs> like, you have to push a button. You have to open the door manually. Because so, as you walk to the, Crank the, to the car, it opens the door for you. <laughs> It, so like you don't even need, you just walk up it opens it you sit down and it closes it for you you don't like have to do anything it's freaking crazy and it's got these falcon type doors in the back it was the model x so the back are called falcon doors they come up like this and it looks like you're doing the like the mcdonald arches i don't know but you're able to go and it's freaking <laughs> awesome but dude i'm convinced on getting one tesla's like the freaking future especially the way he was like kind of talking about everything all the features does this does that you can click on this jingle bell on that giant freaking screen it's got and mm -hmm. it'll do like this christmas show for you it'll start blinking the lights and opening the doors and flapping the wings and the mirrors and it's freaking nuts they do have all these pointless features in there too that are awesome you know <laughs> and this guy's got heated seats front and back every single seat can be has ac seats and heated seats the steering wheel is heated i don't know it's 
freaking nuts and i got to drive it i feel poor now <laughs> i was gonna say you're just everything you're describing my car will never have <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and that sounds really expensive but they're not that one not is expensive six, right that, well that one in particular is it's a, we're talking six figures but they came out with that new one it's like 32 grand which is like the base version of it, the model three yeah Dude. The model three base version is what it is yeah that's like that's totally affordable Dude, just imagine, though, being able to say, hey, guys, let's go to SAC and not have to think about gas. Whenever you're going to go to a, like, a far, like any road trip that's really, really far, gas is always something you need to consider. So this thing's got a pretty cool feature. If he even showed us. He said, okay, let's pretend we're going to go to Arco Arena or whatever this, whatever the thing is in Sacramento. Sure. He, t- he typed it in. It, it'll map out how far you need to go. It'll say, hey, this is how much battery you'll have when you get there. And it'll even show you if you need to go to charging stations on the way. It'll plan it all out freaking crazy that is pretty nuts I so now it'll even show you where the charging stations are yeah it'll it'll and then it'll plan the route so you go to them so if let's say you're going to go to la and you can't do it in one charge it'll plan it out so you you make sure you make it to a charge station they think about all this stuff it's pretty cool yeah so and then you go there and you just well you wait an hour for the free or you can go the supercharged which cuts the charge time in half for six bucks six bucks dude and you get a full think of it a full tank that's pretty awesome <laughs> I can't even picture that, man. I can't get the radio in my car to stop playing mariachi music. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's you got it on ninety nine point nine. You got to take it off that. No matter no, I can't no, even change the channel. <laughs> I can't even change the volume. I don't know why it's stuck. <laughs> so guys, I was trying to donate blood uh, last week, and I'm realizing I get the nerves before I donate blood. I it's not even the donating the blood part. It's blood pressure. Whenever I see the cuffs, I just know that. Oh my God, my, if I get nervous, my blood pressure is going to go up. And the thought of that makes me nervous. <laughs> so like I, so every single time I start going through like, like yoga breathing, like I'll inhale and exhale really slowly just to keep it down because they've noted, they're like, wow, your blood pressure is kind of high. And I'm like, oh, just give me a second. And I'll like do my breathing and it like goes back to normal. Like, so I have to really, really, do you guys have you anything like that? sabotage yourself on yeah. that? Yeah, that's terrible. And I, it's, I know I'm, I'm too woke, I think, you know? You're too, 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 too well, mindful, too woke. Yeah, Chris, did you have a good story about oh donating Lord. blood? I mean, first of all, I know a ton of people who like have that same fear. It's it's amazing how many people like fear needles going yeah. on you. I'm watching the blood drain out of you is always like nerve wracking. Maybe for you. Uh, well, the last time I freaking went to go donate blood, I was like 12 years old, and I went with my dad, and it was a, it was a cool experience because you know you get to eat all the food you want afterwards, yes. which is super nice. But, you know, I got, I get like an envelope in the mail like two weeks later and they rejected my blood because they thought I, or I guess tested or false positively for some sort of sexually transmitted disease. And it would have been really nice since this was the third take if I had actually went home to grab the piece of paper so I'd know what I was talking about. But it was this long name, which essentially was some sort of sexual transmitted. I'm 12, by the way. Acne, <laughs> yeah, overweight, I'm, I'm picturing 12-year-old Still you. short. Nothing's changed on that front, but I don't have acne anymore. I'm just saying. Uh, also, and long words for you just have four syllables. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but anyway, I they said, like, if you go back and you test positively for this again, you can't give blood ever again in Chico. And I was like, oh, fine. I'm never going again. So I haven't gone since. We should do that. Let's. <laughs> we should totally go. I'm sure we could plan a trip. The nerds and iron will all donate blood together. We got to do that for sure. And then it, plus, I'm curious what blood type we all have. It'll I'm be an my o. first time. What's that? It'll be my first donation. Do you even know what type blood type you are? No. See, I'm an O, so they like to take mine. They love mine. Uh, I think I'm like B minus or something like that. It's either B minus or B plus. 
So you're just slightly above average. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, well, <laughs> does it, dude, the cool thing about O is you do something called double red and they'll take double the amount of blood that they normally do with anybody else. That's, you know, donating the regular amount and they'll put it into centrifuge, split the red blood cells from the plasma and then give you your plasma back and they'll keep the red blood cells. The weirdest feeling when you watch that apple juice colored fluid go through the tube and, and enter your arm and then your whole arm goes ice cold. It's the weirdest feeling, and it, but it's so I don't know. It's cool. I feel like, like I'm just picture like movies in my head. Like, oh yeah, give me that power. <laughs> oh, so it's like all I can think of is Family Guy, where Mort is like donating blood, and everyone says, "Oh, thank you for giving it to, your blood to us for free." And he's like, "For free," and then like sucks the, all the blood back into him and walks off. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Are you guys a handyman? Because this morning I actually installed a shower head. <laughs> anybody shower? Anybody handyman here? Because I swear it's got to be like being college students or something. I wasn't exposed to it. I, it'd be like helping my dad and not hold a tool for him and just get yelled at the entire time. I'm not 100% useless, <laughs> but I'm not really useful either. Anything with pipes, I just, for some reason, it's always difficult. Like knowing when to turn the water off and all that kind of stuff. Because there's a time I didn't turn the water off and the water just went everywhere in the sink. This is before my dad like actually came out because I thought I could get started without him. Don't do that. Just wait till <laughs> someone who knows what someone they're who doing. Someone knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... It was actually not that bad. I'm thinking like, oh my god, like I'm gonna. F-. Well, first off, I was I was lost at Ace. I had no idea what I kind of knew what I was looking for. Kind of. What but, was it that you were looking for? In so the it end? was for this really, really, really thin white tape, almost, but it's it acts as a gasket, so water doesn't leak through the thread. It's called thread something. My, oh my god, one of my clients, he works at Ace, and kill me for butchering it. <laughs> Anyways, so um, so you cover the thread in it, and then you screw it in, and then you don't get any leaks. Oh, just to make it look nice so i did it in one try and it actually worked like it was per- like turned it on i'm gonna laugh if he get- gets back home and it turns out that it broke <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging on to it right now it, 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 <laughs> no it's good so guys the coronavirus is out and about and people are hot people are scared it's causing a hysteria right now it's one of those things when a new illness comes out and people start freaking out i guess there's no vaccine for it i do know that china didn't have vaccines for i believe america does but now that it has that it has an outbreak in china and it's now spreading it's starting to mutate so the vaccines don't have as much effect as what i think i heard I know that some uh, university in Australia is working on a vaccine that's supposed to be general for just in general. They're supposed to be the quickest ones to be able to do it. It's going to take about six months. I'm like, geez, you know how much damage they can do in six months? Well, you look at the numbers, though, it's not even that much. I mean, like, a lot of people have been infected but, or, you know, are carrying it and have been sick from it and everything, but it hasn't claimed very many lives. Less than 1,000, 900 and something, I believe, total, total. I think it can compare a lot to the Ebola virus in terms of, like, it is terrifying to hear about and all its effects. But in all fairness, it doesn't take nearly as many lives as something like the common cold. Yeah, plus, uh, I mean, everyone is scared, but the median age that it's claimed is 75. So you have to be really old. You have to have all, I mean, and then they've all had, like, pre-existing conditions like diabetes, heart, well, just heart complications, things like that. So you're already vulnerable. You already, yeah, you're already, like, not in tip-top shape. So just the general public shouldn't be too scared of it. And then you can compare it to the flu. The flu, we talk about it like it's nothing. Oh, just get your flu shot, blah, blah, blah. But the flu kills way more people, tens of thousands of people every year. And this guy's, yeah, this one's claimed not very many. So what does this one actually do? Because so, you sent me an article and it was like, okay, so there's this outbreak from this uh, virus. 
but I have no idea what the hell the thing does. Well, the symptoms of it are you get a fever, you get a cough, sore throat, and difficulty uh, breathing. As far as what you actually get, you really called me out, huh? Hold on a second. (laughs) That's really scary because it really sounds like every other condition you're going to have. Coughing, you know. It's really generic terms. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly what. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel bad. (laughs) But, you know, if you have those kind of symptoms, you're just thinking, okay, this sounds like a fever. I'll be fine. There's or really you're going to have the hypochondriac that they hear these are the symptoms of what you're going to be feeling, experiencing, and then they freak out that I have it because their brain starts fabricating it and they start feeling those symptoms. But would your mind go straight to this or would it be to like several other things that this could be? Because those symptoms I, are I feel like it would, generic. It was going to be on a continuum or a spectrum where people are, you're going you're to have somewhere like, okay, I probably just have like a cold or something. And then there are going to be the ones that... I sneeze, I can't breathe too well. Oh my God, I have the coronavirus. Mm. So oh, no. so the coronavirus actually goes after your respiratory tract and basically causes pneumonia. That's kind of the, what oh, it great. does in the end result. Yeah, it's great, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pneumonia causing disease is spreading. But as far as comparing it to the big numbers, it's not that scary. If you're healthy and you've got a decent immune system and you're not super old, you're mm-hmm. probably going to be all right. You know, so people... Don't panic. It's okay. You know, just clean up. You know, don't cough on other people. Don't let people cough on you. If they do, punch them in the face immediately. FYI, punching someone in the face or coughing on you may result in them punching you back in the face. And then coughing on you again. (laughs) Not if they're too weak, little bitches. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, where has it spread so far? So I know it originated in China, but at this point, did they know the infected countries? Well, I know you were in Australia, so I'm like looking at you, like trying to keep my distance from you. So it went from China to australia and from australia was able to make it to the u.s yeah it's been in washington only i believe washington's the first state that has reports of it. i've got somebody one of my clients she works at the hospital here in chico and she said that if it's going to come this way she said to pay attention to sacramento and Mm. san francisco the bigger cities international airport yeah that's why she goes it'll land there first and then it'll kind of start working its way so i mean interesting perspective makes total sense so wherever the big Wherever the airports are. Big airports are. Yeah. That's kind of the where, the hot spot. Well, that's why China was, uh, their quarantine involved a really, really tight lockdown on the airports to try and regulate who's coming in and coming out so they can try to stop the outbreak. Nice. That's, a, least, no, that's a scary thought, though. Just think, okay, just think, in the bathroom of, of an airport, how many people walk through the same or touch the same whatever, like uh, the door? It's on there. Then all these different people are getting on different planes and you start spreading like crazy. I try not to think about it. <laughs> so, so now we know that, you know, if a zombie outbreak happens, we're going to link it back to coronavirus. Because somebody had made a, I read an article comparing it to Raccoon City, Resident Evil. And it was something that originated from a snake or something yeah. also. So there's a lot of comparisons. So, so the few gaming nerds out there are freaking out that it's going to be the next zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Nice. Or the first zombie apocalypse. Mix, mix coronavirus <laughs> with Ebola and then the bubonic plague. And there you go. Zombies. Well, well, I have a theory. Coronavirus. We're getting a lot of memes about them now. And a lot of them are involving Corona, the beer. Modelo. And Modelo Time Fool. You know, so what I think is, ha- is going to happen is I think right now is a great time to buy Corona stocks. And because memes are free advertising. And I bet you, because all the memes that are coming out, Corona is going to, stocks are going to go up. I'm, I don't know why, but I'm calling it now. Do, does anyone know how much uh, stocking Corona currently costs? By any chance? No idea. 
No, no that, okay. not a clue. But but it's, it's going go. up. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Corona is publicly traded, so you'd have to look like deep into Google for that. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well. So literally, this just in right now. Like just we were like kind of just got a notification and we looked at it. We've looked at it and it's kind of verified. Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter, helicopter crash. crash in Los Dude, what are some of the details on that? We won this last night or this morning? There's no real details right now. It yeah, happened it at nine seven forty seven this morning. That's wow. what was reported. Wow, that's um, gonna shake. That's gonna shake. The, wow. That's, so from what I'm reading right now, uh, the report states that at least three others were on board Kobe's private helicopter in L.A. When it went down and a fire broke out and there were no survivors. Wow, Jeez. that's that's insane. That's that's ins- yeah, that's. I mean, it's. What are the odds of that actually happening? I mean, any people have fear of kind of flying or anything, and I mean, the odds are. I mean, it's the odds are it's not going to happen. You know. Well, in all fairness, like how many helicopter rides has he had in his life? Really, so, uh, so. the article did say that he that helicopter was one that he used all the time. Yeah, so, so. it just it. Must have just been a casual ride, like you know anything else. Man, wow. Where to think, Kobe? Yeah, right. Like, what are, yeah, wow. So that's gonna probably one of the biggest uh, basketball stars, athletes in our t- for our generation. One of the biggest, one of the biggest athletes in general, and top three, I think, all time NBA. Like, our, the generation before us had Jordan, Pippen, all those, and we just had Kobe and Shaq. Now it's more Curry and a bunch of others, but. Kobe, like Kobe, was the one, like the shit. Yeah, like, you know, you, you, you like uh, you're walking by a trash can, and you toss a, a wad of paper into it, and you Kobe, just go, Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, Kobe. I mean, that's in not gonna game, die. You'd have people should take a shot and go, Kobe. That's and not. They always fucking miss, but it's never gonna die. That's <laughs> that is never gonna die. First, you know, <laughs> but that's that's gonna send a big. I mean, it's huge. That's it's a gonna, huge shockwave for. Well, wow, that's. Uh, well, let's, let's like all, all as you can guys, tell, all the nerds are really stunned that we just found this out. Yeah, yeah let's, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, let's not be. I mean, it's we don't sad. want to focus it's sad, on it. We, yeah, we, it's super sad. But yeah, we we just had to say something because yeah. that's that's incredible. Yeah. Well, um, let, let's change subject. Let's, shall yeah, we? let's. Uh, we need transition yeah, music. One, really. one, <laughs> one big area that I wanted to cover was marketing in general for just fitness marketing the big one for me is the marketing sexy and marketing to actually get shit done sexy marketing versus practical marketing what actually works what's better Mm -hmm. is there a sweet spot should both be included what do you guys think sex is always going to sell always right always well so i remember the i don't know if you guys know lane dr lane norton he came out with his supplement company called carbon and it was just stuff that worked, and that's all he pushed it as. Well, the company doesn't exist anymore. They actually, you know, they went under. Backed it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, kind of shows because he wasn't doing anything like that. I, I think there has to be a little bit. Oh no, there absolutely has to because it's a proven fact. Sex sells. You can't argue it doesn't. I mean, let's be real. When I was fifteen, I literally went for I forgot what it was like Alpha Alpha Force because you know. Rip guys on the cover. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah. When I was sweaty 15. abs, like yeah, sweaty abs. Well, that, that baby oil. Have the you supplements that are like this is what Dwayne Johnson used to get ready for a movie. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That the idea is like this is what they use to look as good as they do. Or hell, you take Arnold. it, you can look the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, well, then you've got the other extreme of it, which is shreds, which they went down. They marketed totally as this badass. I don't know if anybody out there. Kn- remembers the company shreds they basically took over instagram for a while mm-hmm. they I mean they blew up their 
the you know the their sponsored athletes all blew up. Devin Physique, Paige Hathaway. They were the gold that if you were on Instagram doing uh, fitness progress photos or anything like that, that if they contacted you, like you had it made. You made it. Yeah, that's that was like that's like the Super Bowl team of fitness, but grew too big. The product itself was bullshit. It just was whatever. Just you know some pixie dust stuff. Great marketing behind it. Yeah, it's one hundred percent great marketing. And I I know people that personally went and got them and they you know i'm like dude where are your abs what happened you know (laughs) so so then it can happen you sell just sexy with these promises and people think we'll eventually catch on it's bullshit well in all fairness they selling an empty product how much money did they make selling that product compared to the company you were talking about before that you know proven scientifically this will help you yeah i bet you they lost money all the way until they went under yeah, I just I can't imagine them really making much of a profit because I think it's really easy to sell abs and it's a lot harder to sell facts. Yeah, and and that's kind of in fact with me personally, I my marketing strategy for personal training is just letting the results speak for themselves and not really trying to push. Because I could just easily be like, you know, I'm gonna start posting all these shirtless <laughs> pictures or me deadlifting, you know, with no shirt, you know, this that. Just trying to sell visually sell my body and exactly but uh but you know anybody can do that i mean anybody that's some dude that's on roids can just do and then the sad part of it though is it will work you know some people will say just because he's jacked he knows what he's doing and there's so much more to it than just that and then on social media it is really hard to try and create an account promoting health wellness and all the facts behind it and provide quality since there's so much out there and if you don't have a plan of how you're going to do it you can get lost in the idea of what do i present to my audience well it's also i feel like really easy to sell people a dream instead of a lifestyle because with a product that's scientifically backed no matter what it's a supplement you're going to have to put in the work that's just how it works yes but with a dream you can say i'm going to sell you this pill and this pill is going to make you better yeah, yeah. No matter what you're doing right now, no matter what your lifestyle is, this pill is going to help you. Well, we talked about in the earlier episode about was it exercising a pill? Exercising a pill. Exercising a pill. So they're like, developing. Yeah, scientists are actually developing one of those. There's a there's a compound that we release when we're exercising. It's, it starts with an S, and I'll. I mean, it's, I totally lost it, but. <laughs> It's supposed to mimic the effects of exercise. It's not something... I mean, it's way, ways, ways in the future. You take this pill and you're supposed to get the effects of it. But I don't see that doing, making any changes. You're not making any lifestyle changes mentally. You're not living that life. So just... I mean, I know actually know quite a few guys who are on roids and they look like shit. <laughs> you know, they're not even like... You can't even tell. You're like, oh, you... I mean, I could tell you work out, but you're really taking steroids. So, I mean, and that right there shows like it's not... I've known a few guys like that, and I give them a lot of shit about it. Obviously, you got the crap steroids. Yeah. O- obviously, they may have some really good shit, they just don't. Or just the crap lifestyle, one of the two. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so we'll just give them shit about it because, like, you, you're taking steroids and you still don't look like you take steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty bad. Well, <laughs> one thing we. That the worst I, of both worlds. <laughs> one, one thing we should cover is how do you guys spot bullshit in, an, in a supplement? Let's say. Because what I think is happening is the market is starting to get a little more educated. People are starting to get a little more educated. They're starting to realize, okay, there's a lot of bullshit out there. Influencers, to me, don't seem to be making such a big impact. And, I mean, I've even caught myself just unfollowing a lot, a lot, a lot of those pages on Instagram or just, you know, just all my social medias. Like, I don't care. Like, okay, Dem Vizik, you're, you're shredded. Cool. 
Well, especially when they start hitting you with ads too. I mean, no, excuse me, ads. Because um, once they start hitting you with ads, I realize like, well, they're they're going down. Like uh, suddenly their product that they're trying to sell is not working, so they're just trying to get you to look at the ads. Yeah, I mean, once companies. you start seeing through the bullshit, it doesn't make it easier. So, I mean, what what's I've shifted over towards if if I'm gonna take any supplements, uh, there's a company called Bulk <coughs> Supplements. And it's yeah. literally just this no label packaging. They have a little it's orange like, guy yeah, on the cover. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so it's just creatine. And like, you look at the ingredients, creatine. Like, that's it. The no fancy labeling, no nothing. And that it's is pretty starting, cheap. That's starting yeah. to sell a little more, I think, or just start to shift over toward that. It's cost I, efficient. I can see that. Yeah. But you're wondering what are some of the ways that we can spot the bullshit. Yes. So, one example or one thing to look out for is the word target and fast acting. Fast acting, yes. You can't spot reduce fat. You can spot improve muscle or grow muscle because it's easy. Just use it. Yeah, exactly. You can't spot reduce fat. Your body's going to get rid of the fat from wherever source it wants. Yeah, and that was perfect. I mean, I saw that with going into prep, getting super, super lean. The love handles for me are the very, very last area I'll lose my body fat. Very last area. The thing that sucks about it is afterwards... After a show, if I want to set body fat starts going back up, you know, to normal levels, the very first place I gain body fat is my love handles. <laughs> and then and then the pooch, as girls say, right there. And then it just then the abdomen, the abs disappear. And then the body fat starts storing in the arms and everywhere else. Well, you think about it, it makes sense for the most part that all your vital organs are in, in the torso. Well, so you'd want to provide the insulation and uh, potential padding to well, that area well there's the there's a lot of people who can store body fat actually you know quite a few they can they'll like evenly store body fat kind of everywhere i mean thomas or is a perfect example moves. of that yeah uh, thomas he evenly just stores body fat i don't do that uh-uh. and so very first place and very last place i'll gain or lose is you know the the stubborn area you know just like Same. all these supplement companies mine always goes straight to my core like i can tell like almost all the fat deposits like because when i was down to about 132 pounds I think 129 was the lowest I've ever been at, was I finally lost the fat that was on my, you know, belly. But, geez, I lost so much muscle mass. Yeah. Like, I could not lift above 185 for bench. I could not squat more than 200 pounds. You still can't. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't listen to this bitch. Um, so, actually, a little fun fact for background info on Chris is um, he is in charge of all the trainers at the rec. For the most part. Chico State Rec. Yeah, Chico State Rec. I got there last year of college, just working through things after the fire. And after a while, Chris came to me asking if I could train him or create a program for him just to try to change things up. And this is definitely a side note. But funny thing about Chris was his deadlift was topped at i think about 280 pounds he could not pick it up but it wasn't because he was weak it was all in his head yeah mentally i just have a huge block when it comes to trying to lift over third uh 315 yeah well the cns is a pretty important part of strength i mean it's they go <laughs> hand in hand so if your brain is kind of doubting it you're not going to get it well up. my theory is i think i've hurt my back over the last six years probably about 25 times 25 times wow never major all of it was like it was just a twinge or i just i pulled it slightly you know nothing that would keep me out for more than two weeks but every two weeks i would re-aggravate it 
Jeez. And then the next week it'd be shit. Then I'd start to feel good again, and then I'd hurt myself again, just over and well, over you, and over again. And well, I you, can't get that out. You of You worked head with now. Andrew, didn't you? Like he were he kind of was training you for a little bit. Yeah, no, he, it up. Yeah. Well, what yeah. did I mean? What was wrong? What you see? Was his form off, there or was were, it just him? There were things that were wrong with his form, but it wasn't the big thing. It was more he had been running the same program for how long? About four years. <laughs> Oh, same so, program. Not the same workouts, mind yeah. you. Just the the workouts would change. But for example, I had about let's see, four to five compound lifts. I would lift three times, three to four times each for about four to six reps, and I would do that five times a week. And five times a week, I would do the same exercises. Sometimes I change the order, like every ten or eight weeks. Excuse me, I change the order around. The types of lists would change, but the core lists would always stay the same, and they'd always stay within between four and six. Additionally, uh, the general rest time that he used was pretty much the same. Oh, yeah, it was about like five fucking minutes. It was like three to four. <laughs> you exaggerating ass. So, just to highlight what I did with Chris in terms of where he started to where he ended, weight wise. Uh, his deadlift was at 285, so I wasn't that far off. Yeah. Bench press was at 225. Squat was at 270. Clean, I capped him at 95 because I didn't like his technique. Snatch was 65 because, again, I did not like his technique. Perfectionist. Hey, it's an Olympic lift. So, <laughs> now, here's where he ended after uh, working with me. He got a deadlift for 315. A bench press of 245, a squat of 315, a clean at 115 with solid technique, and a snatch at 105. What that translated to, because I had to pull up your old sheet, he improved his deadlift by 10.5%, bench press by 8.8%, squat by 16.6%, clean by 21%, and his snatch improved by 61.5%. I also put on about 20 pounds of weight. Nice. So, that's yeah. good stuff, man. It was, it was well, nice. it, so it's kind of nice to for you to actually feel a novel stimu- stimulus, right? Something new, introduce something oh, absolutely. pretty new to the body, and like then you saw the real. So we've covered this before in in prior episodes. Is people will do the same exact routine? In fact, I know a lot of members that go to the <laughs> yes. gym and <laughs> and they'll just do the same. And I've memorized their workouts. I actually know it. I could write it down, no problem. And then they just have looked the same for the last two years you know and they've made no changes and then they're wondering why am i not progressing well literally try something else because it's not going to happen and and that's that's my knock on studies studies will say oh this rep range is really good 8 to 12 for muscle building i mean yeah it can be good if you but if you're doing 8 to 12 for four years straight you're not gonna they then suddenly you know 12 to 15 will do better even three to five will do way better than the 8 to 12 so it's always context is important you know and Rest periods. That was probably the biggest change. I went from probably three to five minutes to one and a half minutes to maybe two minutes. You would see Chris resting and then me on his back about calling him a bitch of just lift the weight again. (laughs) Well, how long were your workouts? Five minutes? That's a long time. My workouts were only about an hour and 20 minutes. I only had about six to seven exercises I was doing. And then Um, when he worked with me, we got it up to about eight to ten different lifts but we also finished in around an hour a little over that depending how much we talked yeah oh okay well that's good though i mean you kind of felt hey you know introduce a new stimulus and you put on muscle you know the 61 percent increase on the snatch 
Those that don't know, the, the clean and the snatch are very, very oh, technique. I should probably point that out. Yeah, I had never actually practiced those on my yeah. own before because yeah, I wasn't good at them. That's 100% technique. Which is why I capped him off at such light weight for the beginning because yeah. I'd watched his technique and it was fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I sucked at it. <laughs> now I'm Atrocious. a lot better. But. So granted, the snatch and, in, and clean increased by a significant amount, but the more important thing to note is that they increased by that much with better technique. Yeah, funny well, enough, snatch over uh, snatch is my favorite right now. Really, I just love it that. It goes clears. that way, honestly. If you remember Noel, that people will prefer the clean, then the snatch just clicks with them, so they like it, and then they go back to they prefer the clean. Snatch right now for me is because it clicks on my head. It's super easy for me to do at the moment. It's the clean that I still have to work on. Still got to make sure bumping it off. And getting the right form. Part of it is more to the clean. Just There's a lot to both, but the clean is split up in kind of two parts almost. You catch it, and then you got to jerk it. I mean, are you doing the jerk also or just a catch? Mm, just a catch. Okay. Yeah. Chris doesn't jerk it. Yeah, boy. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, one thing I do want to cover, though, is workouts for male and female. Should they be as different as people perceive they are? I mean, they... No. Exactly, right? So... Dear God, now, no. why is that? Because it doesn't matter if you're male or if you actually Noel, you know way more than I do. Take this. Chris is good about realizing that he don't know shit about some things. So he's going to. I know enough up. to like say enough, but Noel knows exactly what he's talking about. Go for it. <laughs> well, the thing that just you know irritates me is they'll say, "Oh, you know, if you're a girl, you're supposed to do these banded booty workouts or this or that, like all this little bullshit." Like, no, 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 no. Also, be you, careful. You, you don't want to get too big. You take a you know a biopsy sample of a muscle. Mm-hmm. On a male, female, it's a muscle cell. They are fundamentally the same thing. Train them like you would any other muscle. So females always get told, oh, you have to do 20 reps to tone. And, you know, that's like, well, first off, what does tone mean? I always ask, you know, when I have clients that come in and they want to talk to me, they're like, tone is a great buzzword for people who are trying to sell you supplements. Yeah, well, that's what that I mean. Back in the 70s. When or 80s when the gyms were kind of still a new thing and then females kind of started going in the the word they used to get females to go in was hey you're not going to build muscle you're going to tone your muscles and like from then on it just became this word it's not even a real word it's I don't know every time I think of tone I think slim yeah so because here's the thing a muscle either grows or or shrinks. shrinks and fat either adds on or disappears that's literally all that happens so when they tell me I want to tone I'm like oh so you want to increase definition uh, I'm like, well, that's what that means. Okay. I'm like, so a little muscle growth and a little less body fat is what you're looking for, right? Yeah. So, so I, I'm on this, I'm on this endless journey to get rid of the word tone. It's not going to happen, but I'm just more blunt than Noel, where I tell him like, yeah, tone's not a word. <laughs> and if you guys can give it in cliff notes, you know, women always say, I don't want to get big and bulky. What do they have to do to get that big and bulky? Ooh, to get big and bulky. Okay. So actually steroids a lot of steroids that's i mean that's literally it i had this uh one this male client he said he didn't want to get too big and i was like like i told him give me the honest opinion i told him am i too big like do you see me in your and like do i look like, like too Ill? masculine and he he's like no i'm like i'm trying to get like those guys in the magazines i'm training like that but i can't i'm not on steroids i'm like i'm gonna if you end up waking up like ronnie coleman one morning like you know this 250 pound mass monster 
we'll just take a few days off from the gym. I mean, no biggie, right? You just let, let the muscle shrink. And so the females, I told them the same thing. If you wake up super muscular one day and you got these crazy shoulders and this, these crazy, you know, whatever, we'll just take some days off from the gym. We'll take a month off and you'll be fine. And like, you're better off being too muscular than, you know, kind of where you're at right now. Yeah. So I tell them to just train for it. And I always bring, I always talk about Caitlin. I'm like, Caitlin trains her ass off. She trains hard, picking, you know, going heavy on her weights and stuff. I'm like, what do you think? And if they've never seen, I'll show, you know, I'll pull up her Instagram. I'm like, do you, is she too muscular? Is she too bulky? Because she picks up heavy weights. Like, no, she looks good. I'm like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, females only generate, they only make about, I believe, a sixth of the testosterone that males make, which is nothing. I mean, it's it's not basically non-existent. You physiologically can't make that much muscle. Yep. So what I will also point out is out of every single woman that I have met, like ever, I've known maybe three that have actually been able to stack on muscle pretty solidly, naturally. Only three out of every single interaction I've ever had. Yeah, out of how many were you thinking? <laughs> Five. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is... I took a nosedive there. Yeah, right. Really did. You, you only trained five females? No. Oh, yes. no. Plenty, right? No, I've trained plenty of women. Actually, majority of my clients have been women, not yeah. men. But in, what I'm getting more at is like being around Chico State. Oh, yeah. How many women do you just run into walking from class to class? And you consider all that, consider all the women that you have classes with, especially in the ex-phys department. Yeah, you'll all, yep. And I've known only three that can build a solid physique naturally with less... Allegedly naturally. <laughs> Allegedly naturally. <laughs> but, no, that's a good point. The odds are you're not going to build much muscle. And if you do, just take time off. That's it. Yep. I mean, if you're a female out there listening and you've been scared to hit weights... Because you think you're going to get big and bulky. Try and get big and bulky. If, you know, without any steroids. If you end up waking up like Arnold Schwarzenegger one morning, please reach out to me. I, we will make a lot of money together, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran into a pretty cool article. And I've seen documentaries on this. So there's a lot of truth here. Mm-hmm. I've done short fast, but never, you know, anything over 24 hours. Fasting just for a day can regenerate stem cells which is pretty freaking awesome. What I do know is if you go, what is it, 24, 48, 72 hours out eating, you haven't triggered the immune system in your body to look for the food and say, like, okay, let's see what's bacteria in here and try and fight. Every time you eat, you trigger your immune system. Now, if you go a while without it, now your body can focus on fixing itself. So it could start looking for cells that could be cancerous. It starts, in, you know, just it helps cell health overall. So there's a lot of, that's why I believe there's, you know, in the Catholic religion, you you know, you're supposed to fast, you know, on, you know, when the Good Friday and all that stuff's happening, you know, during the Easter times and all that, uh, the 40 day thing. Something like that, or like people who practice. I know, like I, I know it all in say, Spanish. It's a great Catholic. <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La Quaresma. Well, like I had a client who uh, was Arabic and they practice a month of fasting <clears throat> yeah, see, in the summer. All these religions have fasting, and I think part of it is just somehow there's health involved with it. It's because it's not just Catholics do it. And so, I mean, there's Ramadan. That's the one you're talking about, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it was Ramadan. Yeah, there's, and I believe that's the one where if the sun's up, you can't eat. Yeah, all you yeah. can have is water. So, you know, what's funny about that is uh, one of my professors at Chico State had told me that he was in Sweden, I believe it was. So when the when that's going on Ramadan, it's like twenty three hours of 
of light or whatever or like 22 like a lot of light and like you get like this Damn, aura. yeah blows. could you imagine <laughs> yeah they said it was it was pretty rough for them over there but they were like yeah, super I devoted and would do it <laughs> but um i think this is something that i may eventually want to start experimenting with is trying to do like a 48 hour fast mm. and trying to really experience true hunger will we actually experience a hangry noel <laughs> so when you have you guys ever went past 24 hours fasting yes yes okay because the longest I did was forty-eight and some change, and it was a, it was pretty. It, it was an experience I've never felt before. Like I didn't feel hungry. I felt focused. Yeah, that's the weird part. It's a surreal kind of almost cleansing feeling where you don't feel like you've put anything in your body, but your body's not hungry, and you're kind of just going with it. You, you have you almost have to get over this little hump. I've done the I've done the the you know intermittent fasting. I've done that. I'll go. Till about 9 a.m. Well, if I can get over that, I keep going. The hunger just, it's like it disappears. You, And a lot of it has to do with cravings. I don't think we realize that. And I think that's where you're getting that liberating feeling from. It's like, oh my God, I'm not shackled to food. Also, if you get into like a system where you eat every day, you have breakfast around like 8.39, your body expects it. Yes. And then all of a sudden it's like, yo, where's my food? You son of a bitch. We were supposed to eat right now. Why aren't we? Oh, crap. Oh, we're going to die. So <laughs> Chris gets hangry and scared. My family all have the same trait that if uh, we're stressed or busy doing stuff, we'll just lose our appetite. So I've gone 72 hours without eating and felt fine. That's, then why do you end up eating again? Do you end up feeling extreme hunger eventually? No, actually, it's more like, oh, shit, it's been almost three days since I actually have eaten. I should probably eat something. This is why you can't weigh over 150, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe this is my issue. I'm, I'm also a foodie, so I work out so I can eat. Actually, speaking of foodies, there's actually like a market out there for people watching girls eat. There's like a thing like on YouTube. My sister loves so watching. satisfying. What, what is it called? There's a word for it. This conversation just took an interesting Muk- turn. What is it? Mukbang. Mukbang. Yeah. I'm trying to get. Where the fuck did that name come from? Mukbang. Dude, it's literally <laughs> so girls will get this ridiculous amount of food and eat it, and people like to watch them eat, and like that's kind of the basis of it. But they make bank. So my sister, I found out one of my sisters is like, she like watch some of these videos and I'm like telling her like, dude, you got to do this. She's got an appetite like me. She'll eat. I'm like, do this. There's, there's a future here for you. Just become a YouTube star and make <laughs> thousands a month and just eat. And people are going to send you money. The internet's a weird place. Society is a weird place. It's just, it's one of those where you end up in the weird part of the internet. You're like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Never gone that far down that rabbit hole once. <laughs> oh, yes, you have, and you know it. Don't deny. Hello, traveler. What's that you've got there? Uh, looks like a bottle with some contents in it. Go ahead, give it a pull. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, it looks like questions. Probably from other travelers in search of the truth. Let's have a look, shall we? So do you guys get tired of seeing people taking gym selfies? Well, here's the thing. I want to just start off by saying no matter how good you think you look or how shredded you are or how peak week you look, everything, it's going to be awkward. You can be as good looking as you want and it's going to be awkward 100% of the time. What do you think? uh, Yeah. Well, when so when I got back on Friday... Went to the rec with Chris to get a little workout, and we went all the way till closing. Walked outside, and there's guys taking uh, photos of each other that are supposed to be like post-workout, and they're trying to look all serious and inspirational. And yeah, it's very funny when it's so awkward. It. It, it is, is awkward as fuck. 
it's painfully awkward. <laughs> I've walked in on dudes at any time taking like the centaur pose photo just to be funny, and then they'll like flex the next one, yeah. and they're just like chicks. They can't just take one take. It's like ten takes. <laughs> He's there for twenty minutes. It's like, bro. Like I remember doing the progress photo shoot with my brother, and yeah, you take like. 20 different photos trying to see if you can get the angle just a little bit better and it was also really fucking awkward when an old man walked in on us doing yeah. that and it, it, it's gonna be awkward no matter what. when you get walked in and you're taking a selfie it's gonna be awkward so you just have to play it off like huh, and just you know put your phone away <laughs> so to more directly answer the question of do we get tired of it yes i'd say i don't get tired of it when i see them that they're doing the progress photo i hate it when it's on the weight floor Yes. That you watch them, they finish their workout or something. Then they're standing in front of the mirror, pulling their shirt up, taking the selfie, or you see them doing uh, the whole thing, trying to flex and take a selfie without showing their face. Oh, and they're acting like, like that, they're not flexing. Yeah, like all on the weight floor. That is what I get tired of. Yeah. It, well, part of it is because your ass is in my way and I need to use those dumbbells now. Oh, and then they you take up your mirror space. That's the worst. I For a bodybuilder. So, we're, you know, where I train at, it's a smaller gym, so... It's not a lot of place for people to hide when they do take progress pictures. It's one thing that I, I don't do a lot of when I'm in prep is I don't take a lot of progress pictures, especially at the gym. I don't know if people have noticed that, but I try not to. It's just awkward. It's going to be, it's always going to be awkward no matter how shredded you are, like I'd said. But, but, but the other thing is with your gym, it is smaller. With in motion or the wreck, it's that much bigger, which means there's that much more foot traffic. And that's one reason why you get tired of it faster at the bigger gyms is because you don't have the freedom to just go back and forth. In smaller gyms, you can get tired of it too because it's always the same people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always oh, yeah, the same no. people. Yeah. I'll agree with you on that. It's just you get a lot more people doing it all at once. Yeah, that's true. So you just get, yeah, I don't know. Yes, we do get tired of it. And yes, it's awkward. And if you get walked in on while you're doing it, it's going to be awkward. Just embrace the awkwardness. It's Yeah, really. Embrace it and eh, or yeah. just keep taking pictures. The only thing, the only thing that will make it more awkward is if you stop taking pictures immediately. Then they'll be like, I got you, bitch. <laughs> Do tricks like drinking water before meals really help you feel satisfied longer? 100% yes. I have felt this many, many times. So there will be days where I'm intermittent fasting. And so my first meal a day is going to be very big. It'll be something like eight ounces of turkey and eight ounces of rice, which is 16 ounces, which is a pound. And then all the vegetables on top of that. It's over a pound of food. I'd eat it and not feel even the slightest full so then what i could be i'd be sitting there, I'm like i just had like a, almost a pound and a half of food what's going on and then i realized wait a minute i haven't drank any water today so then i'll grab a giant thing of water slam it and, and then suddenly i'm stuffed it's amazing how much of a difference uh, that's immediate so yes having being hydrated in general and eating does make a huge impact on your hunger so i'll say it depends like all things it depends because there's a way to make it work and then there's a way to fuck it up so for the smaller plate sizes, yeah, because it will make you eat less. You can't put as much food on the plate. But if you go back for seconds, thirds, fourths, and fifths, you kind of defeated the purpose. In terms of the water, I found that that will help out a lot, like you said, because it will fill you up unless someone is really just fixating on the craving of wanting a certain food because the water is then very unsatisfying. And that's where they get into that little mindset where physiologically speaking their stomach is telling them they're full stop eating but their brain is just going crazy that they want and well they're craving this that's a that's a craving that's a whole separate issue as far as just feeling satiety purposes i mean just it's going to be self-control for me 
uh, if I'm not well hydrated for the day, my body is like trying to get water in any way it can, and it'll start looking for. Okay, so if I eat beans, it'll extract the water from that. I mean, it'll literally try to get me to hydrate myself with food. And obviously, it's not the it's not the way to do it, but as soon as I'm hydrated, boom, I can have much smaller meals. So physiologically, does make a big difference. But I know what you mean. Cravings like getting the sugar craving out of the way. That's just that's a whole separate issue. I mean, we all, we've talked about that. The you know sugar addiction. Yeah, water is not going to solve that one. But if you guys are trying to just overall eat less, making sure you're well hydrated every single day of the week, not just weekdays and neglecting your water on the weekends. Every day of the week will make a huge, huge, huge impact. And then it's you talked about the smaller plates. I'm going to argue on that one too. It does, uh, to me, it makes a huge difference. It, you know, the closer I am to my college are really low, closer to the show. If I have to get up for the third time or fourth time for food, I start kind of thinking like, wait a minute, I'm have to like I have to get up and make the effort to go. Less likely to do it, especially with my upbringing. So you just get lazy. Part of it, part of it lazy, but part of it is like I'm telling myself I'm gonna get a fourth serving, and that kind of like you know makes me really think: Am I really hungry, or do I just want more food? And I end up like you know not going as much, or I'm very likely to stop eating. So I do agree with you that making third trip fourth trip fifth trip would get give some a person more chances to think that i'm going for a fifth yeah like do i really need that fifth or am i getting up because i just want to eat like am i physiologically hungry like i'm also thinking that odds are the individual who's trying that method is maybe that's their first step in which case they may not be at that point where they can start thinking am i actually hungry or really start being more mindful of it they can still get in that little um was a tunnel vision of they're just eating because they want to the emotional eating or they're just not even paying attention to the fact that now they're getting full well you know i'm gonna go back to my upbringing like i said a little bit ago i grew up with what's on your plate you finish you know so for me when i get these giant bowls or giant plates of food everything that's on there i'm gonna eat and it's been ingrained in my head that we shouldn't throw away food or anything we should you know i think you know it just you know, don't overcook, don't overbuy, and you're going to be all right. But in the U.S., we have such a surplus of food that's very, very common for us to throw away food. And it, I know for some people, it's a shock. My dad, like, is like, does not like that. Do you, you know, whatever you get by, you cook, you eat all of it. So I think for me, the smaller plates, I mean, that's where it helps me out a lot is because I eat everything on the plate. Now, am I really hungry or am I just trying to be this endless vacuum? So, complicated answer simplified. They do work. Drinking water and having smaller plates do work. They're not foolproof. They're definitely not foolproof and don't rely on just that. Definitely work on a little self-control, which we can all improve on, especially the ones that are trying to cut back on calories. Unless you're like Andrew and you can't, you know, get yourself to weigh over 150. (laughs) <laughs> hey, no, I, I did weigh come in at 160 at one point. All right. I did, I did. And then I went through a minor cut, and then other shit happened to where I just never so got out of it. Cut? Wait, did you just forget to eat one time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had that much caffeine. And there you much. go. <laughs> All right, well, and with that, we out. Thank you for listening to the Nerds and Iron Podcast, Traveler. We wish you well on your journey. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at Nerds and Iron. And you can follow us on Instagram at Nerds and Iron underscore podcast. You could 
follow us individually. You could follow Noel at Noel Cast Iron Fit. You could follow that boy Andrew at Knack Attack Fit or Iron Nerd Moto. You could follow our new champion, Chris Brandt at CBrandt42. That's C B R A N D T 42. You could follow me at Brown Psycho 100, and you could also follow my YouTube channel. A new challenger approaches, and you could follow him at Thomas Ratana. That's Thomas underscore Ratana, R A T A N A 34. Thank you guys very much. Best luck on your travels and stay hungry.